You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also find more of our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you find links to not only this show, but some of our other shows like Cinematic Adventures and MF Uncensored. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul. With me via the Zoom studio is Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic, Sire. How are you? I'm doing all right. We also have producer Melanie overseeing from a distance, and we have Maze the Podcat hanging out. He might make his his general appearance at some point, but who knows? <laughs> but we are excited because this is a film that we have not talked about. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how that Surprising. happens. Yeah. Because, like, multiverse. Multiverse fan cast. Like, that's our thing. And yet, here we are not talking about one of the better multiverse movies? Probably, maybe sort of the best multiverse movie? I, I would not I would not disagree with that. Because, like, in all honesty, I think we, we were actually talking about it today. We were at a, at a birthday party, and Brendan, BlindBat8719, was there. Sean from Cinematic Adventures was there. A couple of other friends. And we were talking about the multiverse movies and how they've been fairly underwhelming, but Spider-Man has now two solid multiverse movies. Yes. Which is wild. <laughs> Who'd win in a fight this yeah. movie or no way home? This one. This is your, this is your preferred. Yeah. Oh my God. Bold statement. I like it. It seems to be the general consensus though. A lot of people, this movie has a huge like critical acclaim. Like people love this movie. I was, I was on the fence going into this movie, though. Yeah. The anime, I think yeah. A, a good amount of people were kind of on the fence, but I think it was more not necessarily, like, due to script or wanting of, you know, like, the Miles Morales, Spider-Man. I think it was more just the animation style. It was jarring. Yeah. And it, it still is, too. Like, I love it now, but I remember the first time seeing it, I, I was like, I don't really like, I don't know if I like this. Yeah. Like there, there's so much going into this this film that it it is wild. Yeah. For me though, like after seeing this movie, I was like, what a what a love letter to Spider Man. Even though it does not focus on Peter Parker so much, it obviously Miles Morales is the main star. It is such a love letter to Spider Man as a whole. And just if you're a Spider Man fan, this movie is going to be one of your your go to Spider movies. Yes. But before we jump in too far, we do have a little bit of news. Nothing too crazy. Just a reminder, we will not have a new episode next week just because it's Memorial Day week or weekend. And I know I'll be away. Ronnie's got family stuff. And just trying to get anything out is, you know, who's going to be? If you're listening to podcasts on Memorial Day, you got other things to worry about. Yeah, right. <laughs> but we do have a couple of things that we want to go through. So next week, at time of recording, next week, The Flash ends. Yeah. Series finale of The Flash, and I, I'm I'm of mixed opinions of it. So again, I kind of fell off the bandwagon with Flash around. I want to say it was like season four ish, mm -hmm. maybe. Whatever season had the lightsabers. Oh yeah, with the the speed sabers. Yeah, I think that was um, either one or two seasons ago. Yeah, that that one was rough. Yeah, so that's kind of where I fell off with it. So it's like one of those, eh, whatever. 
but at the same time, it's like eh, it's going to be kind of sad because it it was a it was a good show before that season. Way more bad, way way more good than bad. I can I think yeah. I can confidently say. But I what I recommend is a the uh, the Arrow episode was fantastic this season. And they did something smart, and they did something that's very different than the rest of the CW shows or a lot of other shows. They broke the last four episodes into a four-part miniseries almost, and like literally, it starts off with part one, part two, part three, part four. And it's, mm-hmm. it's. I think if you haven't watched it, I think it was smart for them to do that because you can just watch part one, part two, part three, part four. You really just need to know that Iris is pregnant. That's really the. Oh. Yeah, I know, right? Spoilers with <laughs> with Nora. But I, I highly recommend if you, if you guys haven't watched The Flash in a while, I get it. But throwing it on and just watching the last couple of episodes, I think it'd be a, a good send off to the show. Let's see. We have we had a, a couple of clips coming out from the new Spider Verse. We'll talk about that a little bit more towards the end. But a bunch of clips are starting to drop out. I'm trying to stay away from everything because it was just such a yeah. it was such a pleasant surprise, especially the the introduction of the Spider People and all that stuff. So I'm trying to stay away from it. But they did the uh, Spider Man India. They released his like intro video type thing so it, mm-hmm. it was pretty it was pretty good i'm very excited though for this movie coming up but let's see we also have so cw is canceling air excuse me canceling the flash as we've as we mentioned which was partly due to grant gustin wanted to move on and saying that he feels like the story's been told which cool you know eight seasons is a lot yeah most shows don't even make it there unless you're a cw show then you're on forever forever yeah. and ever but minimum um, four seasons, minimum four <laughs> seasons, which is funny because did you know Disney Channel back in the day would only go for three seasons? I did not. So any of their original programming, you would notice that they never went past like a fourth season because then they wouldn't have to worry about syndication. Ah. So like even like super popular shows like Lizzie McGuire, the famous Jet yeah. Jackson, like all those like shows that we grew up on, they only had a finite amount of episodes they were allowed to do because they didn't want to start doing royalties and syndication and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought you I thought you'd find that. But now the CW also has two other DC shows that are on the chopping block cuz CW's canceling a lot of things. Winchester's got yeah. canceled. Walker, not the main Walker, the spin-off Walker, Independence, I think it was called. So Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki are all over social media like save this, save this. They're yeah. not getting saved. But apparently they're going to keep one DC show, the rumor is, and it's either going to be Superman and Lois or Gotham Knights. We're going to let that silence just kind of seep in for a second. Yeah, it's honestly, they're going to keep Gotham Knights. Which I hate. I hate that idea because Superman and Lois, and I, I was telling Ronnie, I was telling Sean from Cinematic Adventures today too, like it is probably one of, and it's not just me being a Superman fanboy, it is one of the better done DC CW shows. And I, I'd even say yeah. superhero shows in general. There's a scene that keeps making the rounds on social media where Superman is fighting a, a villain and it's like movie level quality. It's really good. And that's yeah. part of the problem. It is uh, it's yeah. costly. And you can tell they put money into it, which is for season three of a show, surprising. Yeah. Because so I mean, like, yeah. With Gotham Knights, you don't put any money into it because not, not like as a knock, because again, I haven't seen it, but from, you know, you and your reviews, it's not good. But. It's just you're paying for actors. You're not paying really for special effects. It's just some green screen, a couple of yeah. you know janky fight scenes. But it yeah. is much cheaper, and you also got a bunch of no-name actors. You know, Tyler Hecklin yeah. was known, especially like, you know, from Teen Wolf and all that stuff. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, like so the rumor is, and this would be fantastic, they're going to bring Superman and Lois over to Max 
or HBO Max currently, but Max soon to be. Yeah. Because it it also has all the syndication rights for it. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense because of all the other DC DC shows over there Mm -hmm. that you can kind of mix with it, while Gotham Knights is kind of has to be its own thing. And uh, speaking of which, at the time of recording, Titans has ended its season and series this past week. I know you haven't caught up on Titans, correct? Correct. I have not. Yeah. Producer Melanie and I watched it, and uh, she caught up, I think, either the first or second season she had to get through. And then we started with season three together with Red Hood, and then season four with Brother Blood and all that stuff. And man, like, I'm glad, because my, my, my biggest fear was that they weren't, that they were going to do a season not knowing that they were going to end. It feels like they knew that it was going to be the series finale this time, or at least they reshot the last scene because it, yeah. it, it ends in a nice, in a fairly nice bow. My biggest regret yes. is they gave Tim Drake one of the best comic book to TV, comic book to film adaptation costumes. And he wore it for two episodes. Yeah. So I wonder if, I wonder if, we're going to see it again. I don't know. Maybe. Like, I wonder if there'll be some sort of spinoff. Like if it, you know, kind of show like a Tim Drake show. Well, they did or... the spinoff. The spinoff was Doom Patrol and that's ending soon too. I got to catch up on that. I, I stopped after yeah. the first season because it was just so good. And then I just never caught back up. But uh, yeah, I think pretty much in terms of news, I'm trying to think anything else. There was one other thing. Oh, so apparently in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Question mm-hmm. that we posed and we weren't sure. So this is a mild spoiler for Guardians 3. Not too much, but apparently James Gunn has confirmed that the reason that we hear a certain character say a certain line at the end of the movie in, in a very clear voice is because we, the audience, are now part of the family. Because we weren't sure. There were there were a couple of schools of thoughts. One was we were hearing it as the characters heard it. One was that he, you know, that character was actually just talking and for the first time. And then there is what James Gunn said was that he like he it's because the audience has been watching these films and you're part of it too. I would like to point out, I did say that. Did you? I don't remember that. Yeah, I said I said it's what I said was it's either this or it's now we've learned to understand him. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, we have a little bit more Marvel stuff. Venom three because we're so excited. That's a thing. So, fun fact, I actually watched, I tried to watch Venom 2 last night, and I yeah. just, I skipped to the end. For yeah, the, I don't think film. I've seen either movie again. Maybe I've seen, like, bits and pieces or something like that, but I've yet to see the first or the second one in its entirety since seeing it mm-hmm. in theaters. Yeah, so Disney Plus just got the rights to a bunch of Spider-Man and Venom films. So, like, obviously it's been on. I, I still really enjoy the first one. The second yeah. one needs leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah. So, but yeah, apparently, I can't say his name. I'm not even going to try. The guy who played Baron Mordo in Doctor Strange. Yeah. He is, they have not said who he is, but he will be joining the, the cast for season three. And not we have no idea who he is what character he's playing and anything like that but uh, yeah. it's gonna be interesting i guess he's done with dr strange or yeah, is he i mean i mean because what he came back in a alternate universe it's not like it was well the ma- we never see what happens to the main mordo of of dr so, strangers yeah you know we just see the the variant from the illuminati verse 
Yeah. And then we have our first looks behind the scenes of the new Captain America and Falcon suits. Yeah. So I try not to I try not to get too hung up on behind the scenes shots. Like for for me I have like my Captain America suit, my Green Arrow suit. It takes a lot to make them film accurate, you know, lighting and yeah. effects and all these things. As much as I loved Captain America's new suit, the Sam Wilson's Captain America suit, they're they're apparently they change it up. I don't know if it's permanent. We haven't seen anything. It's just behind the scenes stuff. But people are like, oh, downgrade. Yeah, which again, my whole thing with all these bots is that's what it looks like without editing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, let's see what it looks like edited and all that stuff, and may- maybe it is a good looking suit. You know, like it. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want any judgments about it. I don't really want to see it until I see a trailer. Yeah, I think the only suit that I've ever really liked from behind the scenes was actually Blue Beetles. Yeah, it ju- like jumps off the page. So fantastic. But I think that's pretty much it for news. So we're gonna jump into Spider Verse. We're gonna start off with our initial thoughts, take a quick break, and then we're gonna break down some of the characters, the plots, all that stuff. So, Ronnie, what are your initial thoughts on? Into the Spider Verse. Well, first, I would like to say that you could have done a better job segueing into this. You could have said, "Let's swing into the Spider Verse now," but I mean, it's I, okay. I save the puns for you, my friends. <laughs> but now, all joking aside, this to me is quite possibly the best Spider-Man movie we've ever had, and I would say also that this could be the best animated superhero property we've had that is a bold statement yes again we kind of you know we, we we talked about it before about you know it being when it first came out trailers and stuff like that like the animation style was a little jarring mm-hmm. uh, but it was but in the movie it seemed like it wasn't the same as in the trailers yeah the animation style they, they dialed it back a little bit. It was a little bit easier on the eyes and everything. But yeah, no. Overall, this is a fantastic movie. Again, probably my favorite Spider-Man movie ever. Again, bold statement. I'm, I'm very diverse with my Spider opinions. I will always say that I am one of the first ones to always say, I liked The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. And I liked the first one. But for me, and that was always the hot take. Like, everybody was like, oh, they're so bad. To- Tobey Maguire forever. It's crazy to think that we've had so many different versions of Spider-Man that we can actually be like, I have different, like, this is my Spider-Man. This is my Spider-Man. Yeah. It's it's almost like the Batman level. Yep. So it's really cool to, to have such a diverse Spider-Verse, as it were. So for me, I would say this is probably, I, I will always say this is the best made Spider-Man movie and as a kid who grew up watching Spider-Man, the animated series and all that stuff, like this is just a dream come true for Spider fans. I'll still always watch No Way Home. I'll watch, you know, I'll, the to- I'll, I'll watch any Spider-Man movie with, you know, Spider-Man 3 is the, the one exception. <laughs> but like any other Spider movie I can put on and I can watch anytime. And I really hope this next one is, is the same case. And it, yeah. it introduced a whole generation of to Miles Morales. Everybody everybody knows Peter Parker. Everybody knows... So the point where in Homecoming, they don't even talk about how he became Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, they just kind of leave it alone. 
But you know, obviously they do the origin story in this in this particular movie is fantastic. The way that they keep doing it and just yeah, and just there's so you can spend hours just picking this movie apart just over and over and just adding and being like, hey, this is, you know, I've noticed that this thing happens here and then it's foreshadowing this. And that, like one of my favorite foreshadowing things, and we'll talk about it in the favorite scenes, is when he's looking at the, the different spider suits. When he's mm-hmm. not ready to become Spider-Man, he's actually looking up at it. But when he's ready, he's facing it. It's like just a simple, very, and they, yeah. they do some great subtle things in this. And it's just, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find qualms in this movie. But with that, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk the cast. We're going to talk the characters, our favorite scenes, and probably some stellar Star City ratings. But first, a quick break. Hey, guys, it's Paul, and the Misfit Faction is looking for your help. We are trying to grow not only our network, but also grow our brands. And the best way to do that is if you guys are looking to start your very own podcast. Maybe you guys have been listening to us for a while. Maybe it's something you guys have always wanted to do, but you're not sure how to get started. If you go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, you guys will get a month of free podcasting on set as a gift from us. So make sure if you guys are looking to start your own show, you reach out to us and go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction. Also, maybe you guys have your own online business or services. You're always looking to grow, and advertising is a very big part of that. If you guys go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash MisfitFaction, you guys can get $100 worth of free advertising, again, as a thank you from us to you guys. That's sponsorship.podbean.com slash MisfitFaction. All right, we are back, and we're going to start off talking about the cast of this movie because, oh my God, this cast is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So much to unravel. So much to unravel. We'll try and keep it pretty quick because we don't want to spend so much time. But let's talk Miles Morales, obviously the star of the film, played by Shamik Moore, who I was not very familiar with. It's always funny when you get like a full-grown adult playing kids. Yeah, right? I mean, that's pretty much this entire cast, except for like Haley Steinfeld. Oh, Haley Steinfeld. My heart. (laughs) But anyway. So you have Miles Morales, and he is... He's a very relatable character. Spider-Man is always a relatable character, and that's part of the appeal. Anybody can be Spider-Man. That's one of the reasons that Stanley put him in a full body suit, because mm-hmm. anybody could be behind the mask. What do you think about Miles Morales in this movie? It was nice. It was a little fresh take on it and everything. You know, again, it, it brings light to not necessarily a well-known character in your average fan, but like a well-known one in... You know, like like avid fans of Spider-Man. Like when you think of Spider-Man and you're an avid fan, you think of Peter Parker, Miles Morales. And, you know, that's like your two like iconic ones. Mm-hmm. So great you, job. I, I liked it. And I, I would really be excited to see Miles Morales in the MCU at some point. Yeah. The only thing is like, Obviously, Spider-Man's very young still in the MCU, and they they added Miles Morales in the Spider-Man video games, and then they, like the the PlayStation one that came out a few years ago, and then they did a spinoff. I have no Mm -hmm. problem with two Spider-People in the main universe. Like, you can make it happen, you can make it work, and they they do a great job in the Spider-Man video game showing, like, hey, here's one Spider-Man, here's the other. Yeah. And his costume is fantastic. I love, and it looks like they updated it a little bit for the next movie. Yeah. So the black and red is just really cool. Did you know in the comics he originally wore the red and blue and people didn't like, like characters in the comics didn't like it? I did not know that. They You're so it, smart. Well, they thought it was in bad taste because in that universe, same thing, that Peter Parker died. Yeah. 
Yeah. And Miles Morales took over. So popular that he was the one of the few characters moved from the Ultimates comics to the mainstream after the Ultimate comics got canceled. Yeah. I think Miguel O'Hara, too, who we get a cameo of in this movie. Yes, we do. All right. We got moving down. We got Jake Johnson as Peter B. Parker. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. There, there's something super funny about. So I normally I hate like the semi-retired superheroes or the the old curmudgeonly superheroes, but he makes it work. Oh yeah, I mean that is Jake Johnson. Oh, I love so him. If you've ever if you've ever seen New Girl, right? Mm-hmm. Is is I almost said his actor, his character Nick is literally Peter B. Parker. Yeah, it's literally the same person, but you know, obviously with. Little powers, <laughs> and it's nice to see that older Peter who's just kind of like, "Hey, I've been around the block so many times. This life is terrible," and he's yeah. kind of lost. Like he still does the Spider-Man thing out of a sense of responsibility, but like Mary Jane left him. One of the best things yeah. is, is the, the when he's telling his origin story, where he's in the shower crying in the full costume. <laughs> yes, they do a great job. The or- let's talk about the origin stories really quick. So every time they introduce a Spider person. That that Spider Person has their origin story, and I believe we have we get one for Chris Pine's Peter Parker slash Spider Man, yep. Peter Peter B Parker, Gwen Stacy. Let's see, help me out here. Peter Parker, Penny Parker, yep. and Spider Man Noir. Do you have yes. one that was one of your favorites? This is gonna be weird. Peter Parker, I think, just because it was so out of left field. Oh my god, it was. Do they you have know, talking pigs in your universe? Because if not, this is gonna be really weird. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, like to me, like that was probably like one of my favorites. Because again, it's like, all right, it's just female, you know, female Spider-Man, male Spider-Man, literally just like a black and white Spider-Man, you know. But then, like, it's all of a sudden, it's like there's a pig. <laughs> my hands are wet because I just washed them. No <laughs> other reason, and it's John Mulaney. We'll talk about that in a second. Yes. But I, I, my personal favorite was Spider Noirs. Sometimes I like yeah. to like matches just to feel something. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, the, the, it was just fantastic, and it was a really cool way of. I, I like good visuals, like you know, Suicide Squad tried to do it, and for the most part, it it worked. But I like yeah. stuff like that. It's it's good way of exposition. It keeps you still engaged, and you know, like you still look at every. This is one of those films that you look at every single thing. Like, yeah. like the little things, like instead of Coca-Cola in one universe, it's like soda cola or something like that. Yeah. Instead of Sony, it's Sunny, sunny or like stuff like that. It's, I love stuff yep. like that. All right. We have Chris Pine as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man, the, the one of this universe. And what a huge casting <laughs> to have him in for four minutes of the film. Yeah, right. It's like, let's make this guy six million dollars to say three lines Mm -hmm. and that's it it's like tony stark in spider-man homecoming like robert downey jr is only in the film for like eight minutes and he makes like a ton of money for it Uh god i wish (laughs) i could wish i could make that kind of money in eight minutes i just make embarrassment in eight minutes but (laughs) i I really do enjoy the chris pine peter parker because it's like it's the amalgamation of every like you see him doing the stupid spider dance from spider-man 3 yeah punching the car from spider-man 2 like he's he's like the quintessential Spider-Man, the best Spider-Man, blonde hair, blue eyes. To the point where even like, I think Jake Johnson's like, he was so handsome. Yeah. <laughs> we look just alike. He's all tattered wearing sweatpants. <laughs> we have Haley Steinfeld as Gwen Stacy. What did you think about Haley Steinfeld's Gwen Stacy in this? It was good. I want to see more of Gwen Stacy. You know, I, I, I think it's one of the most, it could become like one of the most popular characters. Oh yeah. If you keep using her, because again, like, 
you know, you have right now in, you know, cinema when it comes to DC and Marvel, you know, at the moment you have, you know, like you got Captain Marvel mm-hmm. and Wonder Woman, you know, but they're all like older. Let me look up to this person. But then you get like Gwen Stacy, who is on the younger side that can be like, that'd be cool if that was me, you know, all these teenage girls and stuff. So I, I think it's something that they should use more too which it looks like they will in the new movie Mm -hmm. so it's funny because like spider gwen is one of those characters that exploded in popularity gwen stacy was always a a well-known character in comics but when they created the spider gwen character like she's like the costume super iconic the white costume with the hood and the red accents really cool great look like you see cosplayers dressed as gwen stacy a lot yeah so I, I I dug her. I thought she was a great foil for both for both Peter B. Parker and for Miles because basically she was a nice amalgamation of a lot of great characteristics. So yeah. I, I I dug it. I got Mahershala Ali as Aaron Davis slash the Prowler. Yeah, ah, I love the musical <laughs> cues. The musical cues for the Prowler were fantastic. Oh yeah. So I remember when we saw Venom, the post credit scene of Venom was the chase scene between Miles and the Prowler. Yeah, it was like it, you know, like the caption pops up. Meanwhile, in another universe, and it's that scene, and it's so like, especially after watching Venom, a little jarring. Yeah, I, I think it was <laughs> definitely a little jarring, but definitely. the Prowler was really cool with the music, and then obviously he had a solid relationship with Miles, and then when he dies, like you feel it. Yeah, like it's sad. I'm still yeah. sad. We got uh, Brian Tyree Henry as Jefferson Davis, who's a father. And a police officer, I think in this universe, it's like PDNY instead of NYPD. Yeah. Which is funny. And I, you need the one character that's always like, I don't like vigilantes. They're, they're not cool. Like, bad vigilantes. Yeah. But he, he loves his son so much. Yeah. The scene of him talking to him through the door. Oh, yeah. Still gets me. And, of course, when Miles hugs him as Spider-Man at the end. It was nice yeah. working with you. <laughs> still. Still can't make it up. <laughs> what, anything else on Jefferson Davis that you want to mention? No, again, I mean, again, it's he plays your typical kind of police officer in this, where they're very anti-vigilante mm-hmm. uh, and everything. It's, it's, you know, he's kind of there just to be there. It doesn't really add too much to the story, other than the you one, know, the one scene where he inspires. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a good scene, though. I like it. Oh, yeah. We got Lily Tomlin as May Parker. Aunt May was badass in this. Yeah. She's like hitting <laughs> people with baseball bats. And she was actually old in this. Yeah, <laughs> and she was actually old in this. I know. The yeah. running joke is Aunt May is getting younger and younger. But yeah. the, the scene of where, where she like turns around in the tea, with the teacup, and she's like, took you long enough to get here. And she makes the, the web shooters for him. Like yeah. she, We haven't had an Aunt May so involved. Yeah, no. This is... Yeah, it's kind of weird to have an Aunt May so involved, especially with how old Aunt May actually is mm-hmm. in this. Like, I, I could see Marissa Tomei's, you know, Aunt May being involved more because, again, she's on the younger side, mm-hmm. or at least looks wise. Well, it's funny because like Marissa Tomei's Aunt May, like after the first movie where she's like, you know, she has her moment of finding out who he is. She's still not very involved in the the next movie. She kind of disappears for a lot of it. Yeah. And then in No Way Home, like, yeah, she's involved, but like she's not actively helping him Spider-Man. She's just getting captured. 
Yeah, she's just getting captured. Let's see. Going down the list, we have Luna Lauren as Velez. Luna Lauren Velez as Rio Morales, Miles' mother, who's a nurse, because obviously a cop nurse, we, we all yeah. know. But uh, she's another source of just kind of inspiration to Miles. Like, I think having flesh, because obviously Peter Parker doesn't have parents. Yeah. So having a fleshed out relationship with his parents, I think, makes Miles a, a different kind of character instead of just yeah. a, a retread of Peter Parker. And I think having the his two parents really works. Zoe Kravitz as Mary Jane. Yeah. I think the best part of Mary Jane in this were her interactions with Peter B. Parker. Like the scene of of them at the when they're pretending to be waiters. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, again, you can go on and on about scenes from this movie. Like, it's just, it's wild. But in all honesty, she, she was in it and played by Zoe Kravitz, of all people. Yeah. You would think, like, she'd have a lot more to do. She does not. Oh. She has her inspirational speech in the beginning, which was nice. Yeah. And um, that's about it. That's about <laughs> it. And, it, you know, the moment of clarity for Peter B. Parker, which obviously he goes back to her. And from trailers for this new movie, he has a baby with her. Yeah. Mayday Parker. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right, going down. Here's your favorite one. John Mulaney as Peter Porker slash Spider-Ham. Yeah. That was a, it, was a, it was a good choice having him. You his, know. his first uh, voice role. Yeah, which I'm sure he'll get more because he's got such a unique voice that like when he talks, you know it's him. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just something about Mulaney. But, you know, again, I, I only say Spider-Ham is is my favorite just because of how out of left field it was you know like you have 38 spider-men spider-women and all this stuff and you want to highlight a pig yeah you know like well that's also what makes this movie special like they could have done just a bunch of spider quote-unquote men but instead they took like very unique spider people in fact the next one that we'll talk about they specifically picked that character because they were so unique but you know have you seen john mulaney's new special no, I have not. I recommend it. I like yeah. John Mulaney, and apparently he, man, did he have some issues that he needed to work through. But uh, Melanie and I watched <laughs> it, and like he, he, he yeah. I'm curious. I don't think he's. I don't think a lot of these characters are coming back for the next one, with the exception of Gwen and Peter B. Parker. But we'll see. Like, yeah. Coming up next, we have Kimiko Glenn as Penny Parker slash Spider S P D R. And she's yeah. the anime one. She's got the the robot spider suit. Apparently, they wanted to use the character Silk, but instead decided on Penny because she was much more distinctive than the other yeah. characters. And I like how they still had she had a very anime look to her. Like she'd do like the poses and all that stuff. Yeah. What did you think about Penny? Okay, it, it was nice. It was a little different take. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, like you have this anime looking version and. Yeah, when you think of anime, you think of how badly it's going to look with the animation style throughout the movie. Yeah. Which at times it was, but then at other times it's like, all right, that kind of works and Mm -hmm. everything. But that's where it kind of gets tough. It's like they probably should have went with Silk over Spider or whatever the heck she's called. Yes. I don't know. Penny, I, I thought Penny was fine and I enjoyed her. And obviously, yeah. when like the the robot gets all damaged, and she's like holding this little tiny spider. Oh, I thought it was yeah. a, I thought it was a nice moment. Let's see, Nicolas Cage as Spider Man Noir. Now, I loved Spider Man Noir to begin with because there was a video game called Shattered Dimensions where you played as four different Spider Men. You played Neil Patrick Harris played the main one because he did the voice in the MTV animated show. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was so. Yep. 
And then we had, I forget who did, but basically it was a bunch of different Spider-Men. One was like Christopher Daniel Barnes did one who played the, the Spider-Man animated. The kid who played him in Spectacular Spider-Man. Oh, God, it's going to drive me crazy because I love Spectacular Spider-Man. But anyway, but like they got a bunch of other Spider-People and Spider-Man Noir was my favorite one to play as because he had just a different play style. Yeah. But I loved, I loved Nicolas Cage in this movie. Oh, yeah. One of that, my, yeah, go ahead. No, that's probably the best casting, I feel like. Oh, my God, yes. In this movie is to have Nicolas Cage as Spider-Man Noir. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of my favorite scenes, or not even favorite scenes, favorite lines, is when Miles busts into the house. He's like, my uncle's a prowler. He's gonna, he tried to kill me. And it's dead silent. You just hear Nicholas Cage go, it's a pretty hardcore origin story. Yeah. It's just perfect. <laughs> and it always makes me laugh whenever yep. I hear it. He had some of the funniest lines, like when he takes the Rubik's Cube. I'm going to take this cube thing. I don't know what it is, but I like it. Yeah. It's right up there with when Spider-Ham gives him the, the mallet. Here, take this. It fits in your pocket. <laughs> It just tips. Oh, God, it's so good. Uh, God, what did you think about Nicolas Cage? Anything else? No, I got it. Like I said, it's just perfect casting for Spider-Man Noir. The voice about, you know, how he sounds kind of like, you know, he's from like the 30s, black and white, you know, like movie. That Humphrey Bogart active. type character. Yep. You know, I, I think it's great. I would love to see him do that like live action. Mm. I like I like fighting Nazis and drinking egg creams. Love it. We have Catherine Hahn, who we 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 do enjoy Catherine Hahn. She's really funny yeah. as Olivia Liv Octavius or Doctor Octopus in this universe. What did you think about that? Because I was not ready for that. Yeah, it, it caught you by surprise because again, with this movie, there wasn't too much out there about the movie before it actually came out. Like you just knew, oh, we're gonna just see a bunch of spider people mm -hmm. like you know what i mean or spider things but so it was a nice little surprise because again I, you saw i'm pretty sure you saw like a doc ock but you didn't know you didn't see too much of it like mm -hmm. it was from like the back you only saw the arms you didn't see anything about like female male it was good it's different it works because again you're looking at multiverses so you can't have always just the same people as right. the same things so yeah i agree I, I enjoyed her i thought the character was fun and it was a nice expectation subversion and just one like the tentacles were really cool how they weren't metal per se they were almost like a, a like a moving plastic yeah and and i thought that was a nice little touch it made her different and then lastly at uh, the main cast we have leah schreiber as wilson fist slash kingpin i'm not gonna lie it's still really jarring to see how they drew him yeah i it's almost like they drew him to look like Gru. A little bit, yeah. But like he's just so <laughs> massive and just so yeah. awkward. And I, I know that they intentionally did that to make him seem larger than life. But sometimes it's just – it takes me out sometimes when I see it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it basically was a rolling ball throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. We have – but he, obviously he's the, uh, the catalyst. Like he starts the plot. It's because of what yeah. he's doing. And obviously, you know, it's because Miles and – Spider-Man got in the way that all these spider people are now happening. But we'll just do a quick, we got Lake Bell as Vanessa Fisk, Jorma, Jorma DeCone as Norman Osborn slash the Green Goblin, Marvin Crondon as Tombstone. Let's see. 
Joaquin Casio as Scorpion, which I did like how they did the subtitles in Spanish for him. Yeah. Let's see. Cliff Robinson from who uh, the original Spider-Man movies does a voice cameo using archival footage. Of mm-hmm. course, the great Stan Lee has his cameo. He's actually in the movie twice. One is a yeah. speaking cameo. The second is a blink and you miss it type thing. But uh, yeah, I, they gave him a great scene, you know, with giving him the costume. It always fits, yeah. you know. And let's see. I'm trying to think. Oscar Isaac as Miguel O'Hara, obviously, is Spider-Man 2099. So we're going to get more of him in in the next movie. We have yeah. Miles's roommate Genki Lee appears, but apparently he doesn't have he doesn't have any lines. They were going to do a, yeah. a bigger role for him, but it was rewritten due to Spider-Man Homecoming having Ned Leeds who plays basically the same role. Yeah. But apparently Pixar animator Peter Soren or Soen was cast as Genki before they cut the dialogue. Hmm. So that's the main that's pretty much all the cast and obviously the smaller, you know, cast members, but Yeah. Let's jump into some favorite scenes do you got one off the top of your head let's see one of my favorite scenes i I probably would have to go let's see what i want to go with you can do this i know i can do it there there, there's like a couple that stick out to me you know but it's also like i don't want to what would be my favorite i i always am a sucker for like fight scenes Mm -hmm. in close quarters you know, so I I believe wasn't there the train one? Oh yeah, when, going, when they're fighting on going the train, the train and all that. Like, oh I, yeah, it's a great scene, right? I to me, I think that's to me that's one that kind of sticks out in my head when I think of this movie. That's like one, like I said, one of the first first things that pops into my head. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say one of my favorite scenes, and it's probably the most iconic scene, is Miles's first swing. Yeah, with what's up, danger playing. I. I still get chills when I watch that scene. It is yeah. just so good. And again, it's a great juxtaposition because in the first the first time he goes to swing, he's falling and the Oz following him. And in the second shot, he's going up and the Oz following or the Woo's following him. Yeah. It's obviously like it's it, you know, it's the character with the growth and all that stuff. It's a really cool scene. And I just and I again I love the I love the original one where he goes to swing and he goes up the stairs and he's like, nah, and he's just him going right back down the stairs. Like there's a yeah. lot of humor in this movie and some of the scenes are oh, just yeah. so funny. But yeah, the what's up danger scene when he does his first swing, oh my god, yeah. it's just it's so so incredibly perfect. Yeah. Come on. You got um, another one? You got another yeah. one? You can do it. You can do it. Oh no, that that was gonna be my other one to be honest with you. Dang uh, why you gotta take my stuff? Because it's so good. Yeah. I, I think maybe probably Peter Parker dying. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, dark. Right? I mean, yeah, it's dark because it's one of those, but it's like, you know, it's almost like, all right, now I have to kind of step up Mm -hmm. and be Spider-Man. You know, I'm this young kid. I was learning from, you know, Peter Parker and everything and, you know, who was, you know, in his eyes and maybe most people's eyes, like you alluded to before, you know, the perfect Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You know, and now I have to step into his shoes and basically become, you know, equivalent to almost like this godlike person when it comes to superheroes and fighting for the small guys and all this. And I think, you know, that whole kind of mental struggle that Miles Morales has to kind of go through with, you know, the death of Peter Parker and now having to take on 
an even bigger role instead of being a psychic. Now he's got to be, you know, the Batman basically. Pretty um, much, yeah. Robin to Batman in a blink of an eye mm-hmm. when you know you're, he's probably thinking, oh, he'll be around for another ten years and then I'll take over. You know, whatever. Like I'll be like in my, you know, mid twenties when I take over. <laughs> I'll be so old. Yeah. Mid 20s. Those, those are the days. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> so one of my favorite scenes is also kind of a, a favorite moment more, but still works. The mm-hmm. scene where they're trying to test Miles to see if he can actually do like the thing that he says he's going to do, like fit, destroy the mm-hmm. collider. And they're all like, you know, berating him and smacking him. And there's one moment where it cuts to Peter B. Parker and he tries to stop them. He's like, all right, guys, that's enough. And it's just that yeah. quick moment where... Even though Peter B. Parker has two great lines that I always remember. It's that one. And then there's the scene where Miles swings in to save the day. And he's like, "I'm Miles, you did it. I'm so proud of you. Do I want kids? Like It's, yeah. just such, a, it's such a perfect line. Because apparently that was the reason him and Mary Jane split up, you find out, was that because she wanted kids and he didn't because he's Spider-Man. And it's just... Jake Johnson really kills it, and those those two lines, I really just they epitomize that version of him. And I, I'm yeah. kind of sad that we don't get to see him and Chris Pine's Spider Man interact, like Chris Pine's yeah. Spider Man being like, "No, this is great. Like we're I'm living the dream. Everything's I'm gra- I'm going to graduate school and this and that." Because unfortunately, Peter Parker always has to suffer. Yeah, <laughs> like even in the comics when he does well, like at one point he was running a, like a Parker Industries he had. He was, a, you know, he's doing really well. Like he was on the Avengers, yeah. all this stuff. But they always got to knock him down a peg, unfortunately. So, but th- those yeah. two lines always like those. Those are the two moments where you get to see behind the whole. No, I'm wearing sweatpants and I'm just you know trying my best. Yeah, and, and obviously the uh, scene I mean, where he's like where they're having the burgers, which apparently the burgers, if you look mm-hmm. at it, were like seventy dollars or something like that. I was like, oh, they knew yeah. inflation was going to happen. Yeah, but, right. But he's like <laughs> another line that I liked, but from Peter B. Parker mm-hmm. follows Spider Ham's line. That's all, folks. Mm. <laughs> he goes, "See, allowed to say that? Yeah, <laughs> legally? See, legally allowed to say that? <laughs> or when they're sitting there having the burgers, and he goes." Well, aren't you going to teach me about being Spider-Man? Baby powder. Baby powder in all the joints. You don't yeah. want to chafe under that thing. I was like, oh my God, the yeah. best. It's true. This is seasoned Peter Parker. Like, this is yeah. him doing this for 20 years. But uh, any other favorite scenes you want to address really quick? I think th- those are, like, the ones I said and the ones you said, I think are kind of the ones that stand out in my head mm-hmm. when I, when I think of this movie, you know, other than obviously just the whole movie in general, but... You know, I, I think those those four are probably like the top four movies, or excuse me, top four scenes in this movie. Yeah, I I definitely agree. But yeah. uh, you want to jump into our Star City rating? You bet your bottom dollar. Hit it. All right. So with all this praise that we have given it, I my score is not going to be as high as you think. I'm going to put this as a four. Really? Uh, yes. Because, so, it's not a 4.5, and you would yell at me if I said 4.25. Yeah, I would. That's uh, stupid. We don't do that. <laughs> Which would be an 8.5 out of 10. My so. God. <laughs> we do it a 5, son. All right? <laughs> that's why I said it would have been a, so, like, that. that's where I'm torn. Like, to me, I'm like, this isn't, like, a 90 out of 100. You know what I mean? Like, this is... This is like a B plus movie or B plus A minus movie. Again, the writing is there. 
visually it's a lot better than we thought it was going to be. You know, the characters they introduce, you know, are so iconic, even though I will say the Simpsons do it better with Spider-Pig than Spider-Ham. But overall, yeah, like I'll say a 4.25 just to annoy Paul. You're not going to like my rating then. Uh I'm giving it a five. No way. Coveted five. Yes, I think there's only a handful of movies that I've ever given a five to, and this is this is one of them. Wow. I, and I hate saying that because I hate doing fives because they're, yeah. I think really the only thing I would ever argue about this film is Kingpin's design. But like to, yeah. to, for that to bring it down, like the plot is there, the characters are there. And I'm such a big Spider-Man fan. Like next to Superman, he's my favorite superhero. Like the two of them just uh, like, Mm-hmm. it's always been what I've what I've focused on and what I've wanted and just like my favorite characters and so for me this was like the love letter to Spider-Man this is everything that I wanted it to be so I'm giving it the coveted five and I'm I'm that's why I hate doing fives for a first of the of the sequ- of a series because obviously then if the next one is bad yeah. or the next one's better yeah. So yeah, I mean, no, I'll honestly, I'll 5. just five point one two. <laughs> no, we'll we'll never go higher than the perfect score. But like, you can have yeah. different movies that are perfect scores. Like, I, I'm really excited for this next one because you have characters in it like Ben Riley, Spider Man, who I'm like one of my favorite Spider Man, yeah. Spider 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 Peoples, Spider Guys. Yeah. And just the fact that they did the pointing thing at the end. Yeah. Just like that, they did it better than Spider than No Way Home did, even though No Way Home did it twice. And yeah. still did a good job. But for me, like, I can't ever say ni- enough good things about this Spider-Man movie. It's just perfect for me. Yeah. So having said that, what would you like to see in this new, in the new, in the next one? I would like to see, I would like to see Miles Morales struggle a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he didn't really struggle too much in this movie. You know, but I guess in a way he's, in a way, uh, you know, has done it for some time to be under the tutelage of Peter B. Parker and to have such an emotional connection, or not Peter B. Parker, sorry, Peter Parker, and to have an emotional connection when he does pass. So I would like to see some sort of struggle, though, with Miles Morales. I would like to see also maybe some characters some spider people out of like left field like i said like we got with you know spider ham you know like i would like to see a little bit more i want to see more of Haley steinfeld's what's it wow i'm drawing a blank spider gwen yeah thank you spider gwen in this movie or two technically right isn't there two parts yeah there's across the spider verse and beyond the spider verse yeah so all right so having said that you ready here all right Excuse me. Here are the list of confirmed spider people from across the spider verse Miles Morales, Gwen Stacy, Peter B. Parker, Miguel O'Hara, Jessica Drew slash Spider Woman, Pavatir Prankbar as Spider Man India, Hobie Brown as Spider and Spider slash Spider Punk. Do I should I just do the spider names? Jesus. Let's see. Ready? Margot Kess slash Spider Bite, Cyborg Spider Woman, Max Boone slash Spider Man 2211, Takoma Yashiro Spider Man from the Japanese television series. Yo, have you ever seen that? 
No. Dude, it is the weirdest thing. Spider-Man has a giant mech, like Power Ranger style. It is wild. Wow. Spider-Man from the Insomniac games. Spider-Man from Spider-Man Unlimited. The Spectacular Spider-Man, the TV show. Peter Parker slash Spider-Man from the Manga-verse. Otto Octavius Spider-Man, our superior Spider-Man. Doppelganger, Julia Carpenter Spider-Woman. Kane Parker Scarlet Spider. Ashley Spider Kingpin. Maybell Riley, Lady Spider slash Charlotte Weber, Sun Spider, Patrick O'Hara slash Web Slinger and his horse, Flash Thompson slash Captain Spider, Spider Knight, Spider Side, Old Man Peter Parker, Earth X Spider-Man, Spider Cop, Spider Therapist, Spider Mechanic, Ultimate Tarantula, Underroos, Dormammuverse, Spider-Man, Prince of Arcane, Peter Parker slash Spider Rex, Spider Cat, Spider Monkey, Spider Wolf, Peter Parker. Kadar slash Spider Mobile, Bombastic Spider Man, Spider Man Armor Mark One, Mark Two, Mark Three, Iron Spider, Lego Spider Man, and Chibi Spider Man. I need to lay too down. much. See, oh, that's, that's too many. So many. So many. So many. Too way too many. It's yeah. I think most of these are going to be like just swing by cameos, but oh, and also Andy Samberg as Ben Riley slash Scarlet Spider. So some of these characters are just literally like we're going to just see them, but yeah, you know, some of them are going to have anybody with a voice actor confirmed is going to have something to do with it. Yeah, uh, I, I'm just hoping that I hope that each Spider Verse has its own unique look and style, which I, which seems to be the case. I'm not too keen on the redesign for Miguel O'Hara. Yeah, he was like much more slender and more Spider-Man ish in the in his cameo in the first one. So he's like very bulky in this one. Because I like Spider-Man 2099. He was always one of those really cool characters. He was so popular yeah. that after the 2099 line <laughs> ended, they brought him to the main continuity and they gave him this brand new white suit. Really cool. But yeah. I'm just hoping that it's just a good time, and that's that's really I I have a lot of faith in this one, which is ironic because I was so nervous about the first one. Yeah. But that'll wrap us up for today. We do have our Fan Feedback Friday. Don't forget, guys, if you want to participate in Fan Feedback Friday, you just need to follow us on Facebook, the Multiverse Fancast, every Friday between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8.55 for this one. Made it made it just by that much. You'll see it posted there. So this week, what is your favorite badass superhero moment? So just a moment that was really just awesome. So let's see. We have Superman kicking Darkseid's ass in Justice League Unlimited, one of the better Superman scenes. Iron Man doing the snap. That's a good one. That was a solid one. Our friend Alex wrote, Blade in the whole first movie. That's fair. <laughs> even, sure. even, except when he drops the line, some mother efforts are always trying to up, ice skate uphill. Oh, yeah. all right, Wesley, just drop it. And then yeah. uh, it doesn't get better. Our friend Mike wrote, it just doesn't get better than Iron Man showing up to assist Cap in the first Avengers movie. That is a great moment. I love uh, that. But uh, don't forget, guys, Fan Feedback Friday, every Friday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So make sure you guys check that out. And that's pretty much going to wrap us up. If you guys are looking for more of our content, you can obviously find us on social media, The Misfit Faction or The Multiverse Fancast. Just type it in. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all those things. So make sure you guys check that out. And of course, we have our website, themisfitfaction.com, for all your news, reviews, articles, merch, and more. So make sure you guys check us out there. But I think anything else, Ronnie? Any, anything that I missed? No, you are amazing at this. Thanks, man. That's why I do three shows because that's what <laughs> that's what I have a face for podcasting. You know what I mean? But that is, that. that's going to wrap us up for today. As always, I'm Paul. I'm Ronnie. And we'll be back in a flash. See ya.